Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Show everybody. This is Dr. Homebrew. No one cares what Beverly has to say ever, ever at all. T- oh. Wow. <laughs> you literally just threw water on me and it got all over the mixer. So I'm hoping that everything is fine. Uh, we have a good show for you guys today. As I can see, the drips coming down from the actual monitor. <laughs> Hopefully, the monitor is going to be okay. Um, but uh, don't worry it's about fine. that. It's fine. Calm down. Oh, I'm calm. Oh, I'm calm, Beverly. Don't worry about it. I'm plotting how to get back to you. The only person who waits for you. Thanks, man. Oh, that's so you don't get, to get back to you or get back at you? What at, are you trying? Okay. At, well, I guess getting back to her would probably make be worse than getting back at her. Uh, anyway, we have a good show for you guys today. We have people in the studio, which I always like. So not only do we have guests, but we actually have... People in the studio to talk with. We have Ron and Mike in the studio, and uh, both homebrewers, obviously. Mike actually works here at the Hop Grenade. Is that is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. Oh, oh yeah, you're he's on our, our first. Uh, change, change your our first right? staff. Uh, How about now? Subject. It's working now. Working now, baby. Yeah, here right yeah. now. All right. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we have a good show, but before we get into that, let me turn the stupid music off. And I want to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about everything you need to do to make good beer, which, as everybody knows, uh, brewing is really more of a cleaning exercise. And the uh, company that produces the best cleaning elements, the best cleaning products, is Five Star Chemicals. Go to fivestarchemicals.com, learn all about it, clean first, then sanitize, then put your beer into the thing, whatever it is, carboy, bottle, keg, your mouth, maybe, sure. Before drinking beer, Mm -hmm. rinse with PBW and then soak the star sand for at least a minute. Mm -hmm. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. Gargle a little um, PBW and and spritz some star sand into your mouth to get that clean, too. And then I think it'll be good. Yeah, I don't know about the gargling PBW thing. I think that might be a bad that might be okay. bad advice for our don't listeners. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Star Sand, you could probably get away with. Uh, right. But yeah, the PBW may not be your best. No, bet. don't do it. I think I've ruined a pair of glasses with PBW. Wow. How? Uh, I'm not sure what it was, but I definitely one pair of glasses that I bought, I was using for, in brewing, and something splashed on them and, and basically ruined the lenses of them. So now they're my, they're my brewing glasses after that. Actually, that's, no, no, no. That's two pairs of glasses that I've done that to. Jeez. The only pair I'm wearing is the pair that hasn't had that happen to. So. Could have got that in your eyes. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's, that's great. Eyes, I was wearing dude. glasses. Yeah. yeah. Is that Was it like the scene in... Um uh, who Framed Roger Rabbit, the dip, where they dip the tune in and it just melts, you know? I, I don't know what you're talking about. You've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I'm trying to block that period of my life out. Um, were you, those, were, those are my... Uh, what, did they... Did, was it weird in jail I, watching that? I actually like, have not. I have not seen it. I, <laughs> How do you not see Who Framed Roger Rabbit, dude? I'm old, dude? man. Like, it's, I'm, I'm, too old for I'm that. older than you. No, 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 you're not. I'm not? No. Oh, how old are you? Pretty old. Oh, God. Are you going to do this whole, like, vein? Like, I can't tell you my age. No, I, on the air, I'm going to talk about, I'm 43. Yeah. There you go. See, I'm 40. It's fine. See, I'm older. I told you I was. You are, but it. we're the same. It's the same. It's the same generation. Those three right? years made a big difference for who Roger Rabbit. Who Roger Rabbit. I was like, matured. You're like, yeah. well, I, I was look. already, like, 14 or something at the time it came yeah. out. Uh, you were 11. You were like, well, that, you know, like, yeah. oh, I want to go see it. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to watch that crap. No. I watched it. And I'm older than both of you. So yeah, you're I a special watch, case there, Brian. I want to so. watch Scramble you. You Playboy Channel. There wasn't much to do. Well, I did a lot of that, but yes. Oh, uh, oh hey, boys. Uh, oh. Who framed Roger Rabbit's down at the Cinemark? I'm going to rip on regional parts of our <laughs> Why not? Let's just now. do it. Is, sure. That's what we have yeah. to do. It was winter. You had nothing else to do in Minnesota? Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you're in the Bay Area now. You're paying like triple. So, you know. I'm in San Francisco, so I'm paying quadruple, if not more. <laughs> Mostly, you know, just that, that the cartoon gal in that movie is kind of, you know. <laughs> the cartoon gal. <laughs> I'll go Brian has like 20-year-old jokes for the friend Roger Rabbit. <laughs> no. Oh, she's kind of, uh, you know. Curvy. Yeah, she's a little curvilicious. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, do you guys want to drink some beer first? Should we take a break? Yeah. What do you want to do? I think we should take a break from the comments because yeah it's just it's, it's there's just not the fun right it's, hurt, Brian. <clears throat> it's a good time i was off my game uh bev threw water on me uh and so i had okay, to focus on cleaning it i splashed a small amount of water on you and you, you deserved it because you're a dick what part about bev threw water on me is untrue none of it all right there you go all right, let's drink uh, some of Ron's beer. What do you think? American yeah. brown ale, right, Ron? That's correct. All right, how do you know these guys? Who drug you in here? Who drug drugged you? <laughs> <laughs> who, drug, who drug you? I know Brian. You know Brian? Okay. Know Brian. From the judging circuit or just... Uh... No, Brian founded a homebrew club, and I'm now president of that club. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, he, so he conned you. He Pretty did. much. <laughs> yeah. My heart. yeah, he did the old Tom Sawyer. Dude, running a homebrew club is amazing. You would love it, Ron. You would, <laughs> you would really Every love it. Every few years, I have to have that talk with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is in your future, I think. <laughs> it's what I try to get you guys to do with, uh, with booking Sorry, guests for this show. Yeah, it's well, like it's really a good time. It's a great job, Ron yeah. Pierce, for the show. Yeah. So, Ron, how long have you been uh, homebrewing? Thanks, man. Gosh, I've been homebrewing uh, about seven years. Seven years, okay. Seven years. And uh, is it safe to say American Brown is kind of a staple uh, beer for you? I mean, I feel like if you're president of a homebrew club, I don't know why I banged the thing there, um, <laughs> and you burn that long, I feel like you made a, an American Brown ale more than once. I've made it a few times. Yeah. This one gave me a little problem, so that's why I brought it in. But okay. I've, 
American Brown, IPAs, that kind of thing. Awesome. Okay, very good. Uh, well, Brian, why don't you go ahead and, and start off with uh, your friend Ron's beer? Because uh, yeah, Ron, Ron frequently kicks our butt in some of our in-club competitions. And um, Nice. Yeah, you've done some good um, good awards out there in some major competitions as well. So There you go. No slouch. Yeah. So um, well, we noticed that the, the, the bottle had a pretty high fill. It was maybe about a less than half an inch from the cap, I'd say. Uh, and when we cracked it, there was no hiss at all. It's just it was really high fill, which, yeah. Anyway, it's just something that you can note on the on the bottle inspection section of the score sheet, and I did. Um, doesn't really affect the score, but aroma wise, getting a light chocolate malt and a hint of some nuttiness in there. Um, I felt like I got a moderate diacetyl butteriness in tandem with that. Uh, medium low esters, low hops. Um, with kind of an earthy, light citrusy, maybe a little floral character. I think any DMS or acetaldehyde or other like fermentation flaws going on in there or fermentation leftovers. Um, also, I should note that the beer came out pretty cold, too, so it was kind of hard to get as much out of this. And as it warmed, the, the aroma changed a little bit. It got a little more of the chocolate in there. Um, and the, you know, the diacetyl kind of either faded a little bit or it started smelling more caramely to me. So that was kind of an odd little... Um, tangent there, I was yeah, like a creme, like out. creme brulee, like yeah. burnt, like crusted sugar kind of a thing. Yeah, kind of like that. that. Yeah. Um, Appearance wise, JP, you should we should trade places. I'll, I'll learn how to run these boards. <laughs> he's he's good boards. at tasting and smelling, but he's really bad at writing and actually yeah. you know writing filling out something. Completing stuff, completing stuff is not his strong yeah. suit. No. It's more just fluff. Yeah, I mean, I okay. have a kid, and that's about the last thing I've completed. So, <laughs> oh, you had one. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I mean, technically, we yeah. We complete in, that. It's in my possession. Yeah. It's in my pocket. Okay. Um, Appearance-wise, it's a nice medium brown. It had a slow forming, but kind of fast fading off-weight head. Uh, finer bubbles. It just, uh, the finer bubbles kind of faded out first. It kind of grew up and then went away. And it left a kind of a collar of some larger bubbles around the glass. Kind of like um, your kid grew up and went away. There you yeah. go. <laughs> grew up and went off to college. Uh, the beer is uh, fairly clear. I don't see a lot of haziness in here. It's nice and clear, a little orangey kind of highlights to it. Uh, Flavor-wise, it's uh, actually has a pretty decent malt complexity. I like. As I got into the flavor, I started liking the beer more, and um, I found a medium chocolate nuttiness, a, a medium chocolatey, a light nuttiness. I meant to say, and a medium kind of caramelly note. Uh, maybe maybe medium high caramel. Actually, it's kind of starting to, to dominate a little bit. And that might be where that kind of buttery note is. It seems like the the diacetyl is more subtle in the flavor. But to me, it's it's definitely, there's some of it there. And it's pairing with the the caramel malts in the in the malt bill to, to kind of double up that that part of the, the beer. That flavor is really sticking out. Kind of a butter, uh, butterscotchy caramel thing. Or creme brulee, if you will. I will. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a little distracting, but not not as as bad as in the uh, aroma. Um, the balance is definitely to the malt the bitterness. I would say is uh, medium and and kind of firm. It's it's up there a little mm-hmm. bit, kind of medium high. Um, but it actually gives a nice counterbalance to that malt and that sweetness because otherwise it would just be all that. You know, there's something else there with it and the flavor, and that's probably why I like the flavor a little better. It has this kind of dry, resiny, grainy finish to it. And it is pretty dry. I mean, it's not super dry. There's, there's a little sweetness left there and the impression of sweetness from the from the caramel and, and such. Creme brulee. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mouthfeel wise, it's medium bodied, lightly astringent, I would say, uh, but not harshly so. It's, um, it's dry, not very creamy, but yeah, it's a bit biting. There's a faint warmth in there, too, actually, I found. Uh, it seems like there's some alcohol apparent in there. It's not like super strong, but, or there might be a little bit of higher alcohol in there, kind of doing something. I'm not sure. Uh, but something's poking out there alcohol wise. And, um, yeah, just medium carbonation, but, uh, or maybe medium low. It's kind of, it seems like the head faded pretty quick and it's not, you know, pushing the flavors as much. So it's, yeah, maybe just a little touch light on the carbonation. That's okay. Um, so yeah, overall, it's just despite a whiff of that artificial butter in the nose, it's actually turned out to be a, you know, delivering most of the character of a American brown that I want. It's a pretty nice, pretty nice beer. Um, flavor is much better to me than the aroma. Um, and the beer again, it did start cold. Took time to get elicit some more aromas out of that, but I would say definitely, you know, uh, back off on the caramel a bit, um, and don't be afraid to leave it on the yeast as long as you need to to, to clear up that, um, you know. That diacetyl is formed early in fermentation. Get your pitch rate right. Get your oxygenation right. Uh, but yeah, I was maybe just back that caramel off and do a little more of like a like a pale chocolate or something, um, or maybe just play with mixing up the malts a little bit. Um, so you yeah. think those flavors are more recipe dependent than yeah? Any sort yeah, I mean you can do something with the salt. recipe and a little bit with the process to kind of get this dialed in to be a better beer. But okay. I gave it a thirty-one. I thought it was a very good, a very good beer. Met the style pretty well. Just had a hmm. uh, that light little flaw that wasn't too distracting, but it, you know you had to knock it down a little bit for that. Yeah, so pretty subtle problem, but yeah. Okay, it's a good beer. Awesome, Keith. Go ahead, dude. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I think it's always kind of hard to, to follow up sometimes uh, when and Brian does such a great job I'm of so opinionated uh, describing too. the beer. Um, so on the aroma, I get some dark fruit, prunes, uh, a strong caramel, light biscuit, uh, generally fairly sweet in aroma, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm not getting any chocolate or coffee in the aroma initially, not getting much hops, just a touch of a floral, floral hop aroma, low esters, and I uh, question, uh, you know, you know, diacetyl was was the question question mark I had there. Uh, you know, caramel diacetyl. Sometimes it, it's a you know it's a, a question mark there, which is which is which. It's peanut brittle, butterscotch. Yeah, <laughs> peanut brittle. Peanut brittle. Uh, appearance light brown with red hues, virtually clear. There's this tiny tiny bit of haze when I looked at it with a flashlight. Um, very little head, uh, as Brian mentioned. The head kind of formed late. Uh, there was no not much hiss in the bottle, so I'd like to talk a little bit after after this about like how do you fill the bottle and and what's going on there. Um, and you know there was some head sticking around, uh, pretty much a white white head with maybe just a little off white, um, but gave it a two out of three on the appearance just uh, based on the lack of head. Um, Flavor-wise, medium-high sweetness. I uh, got some caramel, low fruitiness, uh, some apple, apple esters. Uh, I, I found it to be a little bit cloying, but that could just be from the, the, the strong caramel caramel flavor. Uh, creme brulee. Yeah, creme brulee flavor. And But but quickly, it, you know, there's a big uh, bitter supporting uh, um, action going on there uh, in, in the beer, and that kind of balances that out a little bit. So initially, I get a lot of you know, a lot of the sweetness, but then the, the bitterness is pretty pretty big, a little bit you know long lasting in terms of uh, the finish, a um, little little bitter, little bitter finish. But I think you know for the style, I think that's that's okay. Uh, hop flavor once again, not not a lot there, just low, just a little bit of floral notes. Um, 
maybe a little bit of citrus, uh, but the malt has uh, also a little molasses as it was warming, and even as it warmed longer as it sat here, I started getting a, a little bit of roast, a little bit of chocolate, which I didn't really get when it was colder, um, but as I, you know, as it sat here for maybe 30 minutes as we were judging another beer, uh, I came back to taste a little bit, and I got a little bit drier, that little bit the roast dryness that you, you would get. Um, Overall, I thought it was a clean fermentation. Uh, I'm not really getting a lot of diacetyl. I got more of the diacetyl in the aroma, and I was like kind of a little confused if it's that it, is that really from the caramel or is that from uh, actually being diacetyl, but I didn't get any slickness um, from it. But uh, yeah, there's, there, there probably is a little bit there. Um, and Sorry. I'm just seeing what else I had there. Uh, and like I said, a low chocolate, a little bit of roast as it warmed up. Mouthfeel, medium high body, uh, low carbonation. Uh, I think you said medium. I thought it was, I still think it was kind of maybe medium, medium low around that range. I thought it was too low for the style. Uh, some astringency from the bitterness again and, and a little warming uh, going with that as well. Uh, I, overall, I enjoyed the beer. I think it really does meet the style guidelines in terms of, you know, where it's falling in. Like a lot of, a lot of malt character, uh, a good, a good strong bitterness. Um, I thought it was a little bit. If it felt a little bit sweet, I think maybe the carbonation would knock that down a little bit. Um, the sweetness and and overall, uh, I would like to see. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's still an American brown. Like the, where we are today, I wouldn't mind seeing a little little bit of hop, little more hop representation uh, presentation in the beer representation presentation. Sorry, uh, in the beer <laughs> schoolhouse rocks, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, I just thought felt like a, a little more of a bump of that would make it a little more interesting. Um, but I, don't, I really don't want it to be an IPA or anything like that. I just thought it was a little, a little, uh, little, little lacking in terms of hop flavor and aroma. It's a, you know moderate. I think is the low side there, and this feels a little lower than than moderate to me mm. in terms of those those characteristics. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested in knowing about the, the bottling here. It, it was pretty. It's one of these things you look at when you pour a competition. You'd be like, wow, that's that was pretty unimpressive the way it poured, and there's no no. No uh, hiss in the bottle or anything, and and there is still some carbonation there, but it's not, you know, it's not. Uh, it, it doesn't really hold up as much as it probably should. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned as it warmed, we got a little more chocolate, rye, and chocolate and uh, roast crispness, which was it was, was nice. Uh, you know, kind of balance that sweetness a little bit. But um, overall, I gave it a thirty-three, so I was a little bit higher than Brian. I thought it was a good representation. <laughs> A little bit higher. I'm sorry. A little bit. I think it was a good representation of the style. I just think that there was uh, some room for improvement here. Um, and, yeah, I think maybe the diacetyl issue there could be cleaned up uh, somewhat. Um, and as Brian mentioned, you know, the different ways of doing that. And then I, I would just clean up some of your, your processing of the bottle and, and just making sure that, you know, um, you have it, you know, carbonation and everything down down right there when, when, you, when, when, the, bottle's, when the bottle's popped. Um, that's it. Okay. Yeah. That could be a little more sensitive to the diacetyl, too. What we need Doc in here. He's the diacetyl police. <laughs> that guy. Uh, well, Ron, what do you think uh, about what the guy said? Do you, do you buy into it, or do you think they're full of it? No, I buy into it. Yeah. yeah? Um, here, get a little closer to that, that thing right there. I drank the cool. I it. All right. So, um, yeah, this, this keg's been sitting around for three months, and okay. um, I've had to recarbonate it. So, ah. yeah, that could definitely tie into the... You know, I got it ready for the show, so that's going to kill some of your head retention too. Is just the constant, like you know, when it once it forms uh, foam in there, and you're like re kind of reintroducing CO two. I think that could do something to that right. that too. Well, and, so, uh, sorry, was it did it leak out, or was it not carbonated enough, and you needed to to it, carbonate it again? Yeah, it wasn't carbonated enough, and okay. honestly, I need to pull the uh, regulator off for another project I was working on. So. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Because yeah, my concern yeah. would be that 
it leaked. No. Okay. Yeah. And then so maybe I thought that could tie in with some sort of flavors. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Well, this one, um, uh, this one gave me some problems. So uh, it was real slow to start the uh, fermentation mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. So I threw in some other dry yeast to to get it going, and it seemed to process out the uh, uh, original gravity and final gravity. You know, the numbers came out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah, I, I do agree that it does have a bit of a bite. You know, the like the Ryan reminds me of the Barks bite root beer. You know, yeah. kind of yeah. Barks has get, bite. <laughs> get a little bite with this one. You know, and um, yeah, I think the styles uh, lately are leaning towards a little bit hoppier yeah. beer. You know, no matter what the style. You know, I'm, yeah, which is unfortunate. If you read the guidelines, it doesn't call for a lot of hops either. It's you know, you can optionally have a pretty you know a firm mm-hmm. hop character. Yeah, but it's it, moderate though. I think yeah. this, this actually falls below moderate in terms of yeah. a flavor and, and aroma. There's, it's, it's, I don't know. I, mean, I I like brown ales that aren't bitter. I think there's there's really I, I just really two do. different styles. There's the yeah. sweet brown ales, and then there's the hoppy brown ales. To me, like hoppy American brown is mm-hmm. the, you know. You get that mallow sweet. This is, this is still American kind of bitter brown. though, too. I mm-hmm. think this, this isn't really that much different than yeah. say, like you know, taking me way back to like Pete's Wicked, right. Wicked Ale, and it, it seems like it's somewhere in that that territory as well. And it was a pretty bitter mm-hmm. beer that didn't have a lot of uh, you know American hop flavor or aroma. It's probably using like German hops in terms of aroma and flavor. But do you uh, think some of the the creme brulee or peanut brittle uh, flavors, just to use my my two words, um, are covering up some of that? Bitterness is that something that could be happening? Well, here? I, think, I think it's a good balance with that actually. Like initially mm-hmm. when I tasted it, I was okay. like, oh, "This is going to be sweet," but then like it finishes pretty, pretty, pretty crisp with that bitterness, and there is a little bit of roast as it as it warms. But mm. um, I think that actually that kind of actually works out. I would uh, maybe the carbonation would make it pop a little more there too. I think I was complaining just yeah, it seems a little a little bit cloying, but um, I don't know. But it did seem a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit aggressive in terms of bitterness, but not aggressive in terms of flavor or aroma, and and kind of finding the finding the balance between those two. But at the same time, you don't want a, a huge like citrus or or, or or even like a tropical fruit bomb in a brown ale. It just doesn't really work right. that well. Right. So um, it, it's it's a tough balance. I think you do a, a fairly good job of walking that line, and then I think maybe a few a few tweaks to this and, and getting a good fermentation. I think you probably have a pretty solid recipe here. Maybe just even up the the cascade. I think I, I looked at your recipe. I, che- yeah, after, well, I, I was after we judged it. I saw <laughs> sure, it, but sure. um, I <laughs> yeah. saw what you were doing, and it was like ah, it's a yeah. little bit low for an American brown. But let's right. can we talk right. about that? Yeah, what did you put into yeah. it there, Ron? So um, um, this is all grain. So it was nine okay. pounds uh, American two row, a uh, pound of crystal one twenty. Eight ounces of biscuit malt, and I hadn't used biscuit malt before in the mm-hmm. browns, and so sorry, I'm moving away from my a little bit. Right. Uh, four ounces of chocolate. Um, I think next time I'll go a little bit more chocolate and see what that does for it. Mm-hmm. Um, hops, just uh, uh, an ounce of a Northern Brewer at 60 minutes, two ounces of Cascade at 10 minutes, and then another ounce of Cascade at Flame Out, and then uh, I used a white yeast in 56. Is that and, a 10 gallon batch? No, five, five, five gallon. Five gallon, okay. Uh, five yeah. gallon batch. And then whatever dry yeast I had on hand to try to rescue it. <laughs> so why do you think the 1056, what, what was going on? Was it just a smack pack or a previous pitch? Or what was? where did where did that go wrong? What was the... Uh, I I don't know. It was a smack pack, you know, and, and the it pillowed up. So, you know, uh, I measured the temperature. Maybe I didn't stir it enough, so maybe it was hotter in the middle, you know. and mm-hmm. So it may have been a little warm. I it started going, it bubbled a little bit for a day. And it kind of died <laughs> off. It just petered out, huh? Yeah. Huh, that's weird. 
How long did you wait? Did you shake it up and try to rouse it and get it get it back going, or you just immediately threw in the dry because you wanted to salvage it? No, I brought, I brought it inside the house and um, yeah. tried to warm it up a little bit. Okay. And uh, it, it got going just a little bit, but, you know, not normal for brown yeah. ales that I've done yeah. before. So, yeah, yeah. I, I had some – I always have some dry yeast on hand and threw some in. I think it's a smart move. Absolutely. At that, that point in time, yeah, to, yeah. to try to save it. It's not going to hurt. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, obviously you want to use, in, you know, a calculator or, you know, something to tell you how much yeast – excuse me, the pitch. Like maybe you needed more smack packs or maybe you need mm-hmm. a starter, et cetera, et cetera. But – you can get away sometimes, but sometimes it, you know. Yeah, what was your starting gravity on that one? Uh, 1.053. Okay. So that's a moderate strength, but yeah. Sometimes even with a beer that strength, you if the if the smack pack's a little older, sometimes you can need two of them or, you know, call them, say, one and a half or something. But Right. And yeah. I did a smack pack. I didn't yeah. do a starter or anything yeah. like that. So And usually I do a starter, but again, yeah. this is... Yeah, I think even brew. even with the, the smack packs, when they swell up, I think you have to either double it or, or do a starter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to get the ideal. To get the ideal, yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. So do you think, uh, let's talk about the flavors that, that we were talking about. Do you think those are recipe dependent then? The, well, uh, I wanted to ask, did, did, did you get any, any butteriness in it or no? Are, are you sensitive to diacetyl? Wrong. I'm not sensitive to it. I, okay. do, I, I mean, you can I get, get a little it. sweetness. Yeah. It just, it tastes a little off. Like that little caram- might be the diacetyl. Caramel-y. Yeah, it it hit me when I I smelled it. I got it right away. Um, but I think with the caramel, uh, covers it up. Well, not covers it up, but works well and makes it that peanut brittle kind of. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, it's not a butter bomb by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. It's just, no, no, but you can. But it's definitely there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it is. It's just it, it kind of works somewhat for this. And it, like you said, it's not <clears throat> it's not a butter bomb and it's not super slick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's not it's not really offensive. It's kind of it actually kind of works. Works a little bit with it yeah. here, honestly. Absolutely. So, what do you think about about his recipe? Do you think Crystal One Twenty is a little too high? Do you want to take it down? Um, I would take it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I would possibly use a, a mix of crystals. I'm not sure what's going on with my Blend voice. Blend some seventy eighty in there. <laughs> well, uh, you know, ready. when when men get older and they reach a certain age, hormones uh, start I was happening. About my age, I'm only thirty eight. <laughs> thirty eight years old. <laughs> Um, yeah. So uh, I like the idea of a blend. I think a blend of crystals uh, gives you a lot of depth of flavor. How high would you go? What would you do? I don't think he needs any more crystal, really. I mean, I guess the diacetyl is kind of the question there. But you know, no, I, no. I, but, but I mean, take out the one twenty. Yeah, I would, right? I would. You know, maybe use blend a couple of different crystals together. I mean, it's kind of a, a, a like as you've done your porters before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hit or miss. Like you kind of blend stuff. If you really want to focus on one recipe, you try what really works for you and what's the best best flavor. And, and maybe you even want to enter in competitions. If you're like, hey, I want to kick at, kick butt at the American Brown category, you could enter. You know. Let's do this one, then let's do another one, and enter different competitions and figure it out. If you really want to do that, I think I, you know, I didn't mention dark fruit, and 120 is going to give you some of that character. Yeah. Um, and I think probably the other kind of car- the caramel we're getting a lot of it is probably more butterscotch and, and diacetyl. But mm-hmm. it'd be neat to take like that one one pound and, and maybe split it between three different crystals and do like a mm-hmm. you know a 40, a 60, and a 120 together and, and, and do all of that. Because I think you're allowed to have a little bit of that that dark fruit character in a brown ale, but you don't want it to be overwhelming mm-hmm. and you want to, you know, mix in some of the other crystals as well. I think the biscuit's a nice a nice mix there. A biscuit a lot of times would give you like a little bit of that Maris Otter character that you're using two row and it'll give you a little of that character you would get from a Maris Otter mm-hmm. malt or something like that. So um, I, I think I think I think the recipe's pretty solid. The malts are rich it. in it. It's okay. it's a richly yeah. malty beer. Yeah. Yeah I would just I would up I would up some of the finishing hops. Obviously the carbonation 
and maybe yeah. just change out the crystal a little bit and, and do a little bit of a blend there. But there is something to be said about simplicity in recipes too. And you could just try a, a, a you know a medium or like a medium high crystal, like a you know whatever a seventy eighty or something like that range, and just use that instead of a one twenty. One twenty is kind of on the high end, and getting raisiny and yeah, right. I mean, raisiny flavors are, are perfectly welcome yeah. in the style too, but but it's yeah. the hoppy beer. It is a little bit yeah. You a want a bit of a not too sweet, yeah, right. Well, Ron, do you have any questions for? Uh, for these two dudes? No, I think they're right on. I, okay. I felt like, yeah, this one's a little bit off compared to what I usually do, but yeah, it had, it's drinkable, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think this is, if this is one of your off beers, then I'd love to taste your other beers, definitely. <laughs> it, so. it does work. I mean, you're right. The flavors do uh, meld together. Well, thanks for bringing that in, Ron. I appreciate that. Appreciate uh, b- it, guys. Before we take a break, I do want to let you guys know about Grog Tag, and they want you to know that if you're looking to add a bit more flair to your homebrew lifestyle, Grog Tag, they want you to know that they're there for you, of course, because they're good people. Grog Tag has a huge selection of products that will not only enhance your bottles of homebrew with their fancy and reusable labels, but they can trick your bar tops out with custom coasters, adorn your walls with metal signs, and even make your Kegerator great again with custom tap handles. So check out grogtag.com today and use code BNARMY to save 10% on your next order. That's grogtag.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break, very, very quick, and then we're going to be right back with Mike's, uh, what is it, Baltic Porter, which is, again, something we don't get a whole lot of. I'm stoked about it. Anyway, stay tuned. It's Dr. Homebrew. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Now, back to the examination. All right, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We're drinking uh, some of Brian's beer, trying to figure out what it is. I just coined the style American ESB, and uh, I think that'll work, and I think I'm going to talk to Gordon Strong about putting it in the uh, Hmm. things, the BJCP with Johns, whatever they are. I guess I'm calling this one the the Hoppy Chocolate Rye Amber. I don't know. Hmm. I don't think that flows as well as American ESB. Yeah, too too much. I think most of the English beers that are being brewed now are American ESPs. <laughs> and I'm, I'm That's dude. Go over yeah. this over and over again. The last time I was there, I couldn't find anything that didn't have American hops in it on cast. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, what happened to the, the good old fashioned Goldings, North Down, or, or you know, or you know, or <laughs> oh, mate, you'd seen this new house, new old. Yeah, everything they want to give you like this is American hops in it. I was like, Jesus. it's nothing but a number. It's got no name yet, Eva. Like, dude, just give me a fucking pine beer. Are they Australian? Yeah. What's going on? They ditched the EU. They can ditch their traditional hops, I guess. They haven't done it yet. 
They haven't done it yet. Yeah. Uh, before we get to, let's see, where is this going? This is um, before we get to Mike's beer. Let you guys know that the folks at More Beer have been leading the charge when it comes to cool and unique home brewing equipment like the Robo Brew, which is, of course, the easiest way to brew all grain. It's made from stainless steel and allows you to make nine gallons of beer all in one vessel. Or you can up your fermentation game with the all-new Fermentosaurus Plastic Conical. It has a nine-gallon capacity, stainless steel stand, a sturdy butterfly dump valve at the bottom, and the best part is it will hold up to 35 PSI. So you can do a little carving in there. You can push out with carbonation. It's a whole, uh, it's a whole thing. So check it out at morebeer.com. All right, Mike, you ready? Yes, sir. Are you ready for this? <laughs> <clears throat> How long have you been homebrewing, dude? Uh, close to about five and a half years now. Um, yeah? I want to say about four years of that's um, all grain. Then the uh, year and a half about it, it was an extract. Okay. Still do some extract, like... Yeah. Lately, it's been like a started like kind of a sour program. So I started off early on just doing extract sours just to see if the process I tried to decide on based off the American Sour Book, see if it would actually work for my style or not. So okay. mostly mostly all grain now, though. Yeah, for sure. Smart. And how did those uh, sours come out with the, the extract? Um, pretty good. I, um, Passable? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I got one uh, consecration clone that came close to consecration, I'd say. Nice. Based off the extract. So. You should, you nice should pour it in a, <laughs> in, a, in a consecration bottle and take it back to Vinny. Like, dude, this tastes off. Can you, can you taste this for me, oh, dude? Oh, hell yeah. That'd be cool. Like, oh, yeah. It tastes uh... Oh, I'm sure you can pick it out easily. Oh, yeah. like, oh, you're full of shit, For man. sure. But I would want... And, and, yeah, and you know that. But I would want to know if he would call you on it. Because he's so nice, I think he would just be like, oh, well, let's just get you a fresh one. I've already like, opened a tasting homebrew, so I could always drop it down there and give an email is, and see what yeah. he says. <laughs> I think you should, you should just put, like, a, a home-drawn a home drawn label as it looks the same, but it's not really all. Yeah, just something like, cracker-looking knife, like, going to consecration. Spell it incorrectly. Yeah. Spell it phonetically. Sit at, the, sit at the bar with him. Get a bottle of regular consecration in your bottle. I say... Hey, look over there, and then switch the glasses around. Exactly. <laughs> Which <yeah>. one's yours? <laughs> you can't tell. Um, okay, well, Keith, let's um, let's dive into this Baltic Porter. Huh? A lot of pressure right now uh, after all that talk. All right, um, well, that's good. There should be for sure. Wow, there there should always be pressure when judging. That's one of the things we do as judges. We deal with pressure. Uh, wow, let me, let me. It's a high pressure world out there. Okay. So, uh, aroma wise, I get a lot of malt, a lot of sweetness, uh, low chocolate notes, a hint of sourness. Um, but no, nothing else really uh, off. Otherwise, clean, no hop aroma. Uh, as as it warms a little bit, reminiscent of sweet tarts. Uh, just a touch of esters, uh, not taking any alcohol. This is uh, the Baltic Porter. Baltic Porter, yes. This tastes like consecration to me. Let me see the uh, bottle cap. It's not sour enough to be consecration. Yeah, it's definitely not. Okay, it's, it's uh, like. A lot of Venice, like Vinus, 
Like oh, the, okay, yeah, yeah. To it. yeah. Okay. It's more of the uh, like Polish style. Yeah. Scandinavians would get more of the bl- uh, black licorice. Ah, okay. Kind of style. Okay. All right. Sorry, I just I wanted to make sure that we had the right. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, the right. I was sweating bullets for a second. It's like fuck. I did the wrong fucking bottle cap. Like, we're like labeled them we'll wrong. Let, we'll let JP read my score sheet instead. We'll, we'll move. Why? On. No, no, you're doing it. Get out of here. You're doing uh, great. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, that's my fine, job that's here. All right. Continue, uh, please. Appearance. Uh, uh, I hate when people say uh, by the way. Um, and I do it all the time when I'm talking about Pierce. Light brown with hints of red hues. Uh, slightly off white. I said uh. uh slightly white head, the- but long lasting. Overall, you know, the, the head really sticks around. It's a, it's a good looking beer. Look at that. Look at the head retention there. It's 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 fantastic. Uh, maybe, Beautiful. Uh, on on the, the lower end in terms of color, but yeah, really, I think it, it, it fits into the style. Uh, Flavor wise, sweet caramel. Uh, notes of figs. Um, the finish is slightly acidic. Balance leans toward malt, but fairly dry. Bitterness is low, low alcohol, uh, warming, not, low alcohol in, in the flavor. I'm sorry. Uh, clean other, otherwise than the, the sweet tart character. So I, I no diacetyl, no acetaldehyde. Uh, esters are low, but just getting that, that sort of sweet tart character. Mouthfeel, medium high body, um, little little low for the style. I mean, the, the style calls for <clears throat> high, you know, um, full body. Little low on, the, on that, but the tart finish could affect that. So the the, the tartness and it could actually be affecting the uh, the the body a little bit. The carbonation is medium low. Technically, this is high for style, but I, I think that's fine. I think that the style guidelines on this one are a little bit off, of saying that carbonation is always low. Um, just my own personal opinion about that just even tasting some of the baltic porters that are out there uh, that's enough of that uh would expect a little more alcohol so it seems a little bit low in terms of alcohol but that it could just be well aged and i'm not detecting the alcohol but it seems a little on the low side for a baltic porter overall i'd like to see a, a little bit bigger of a beer a little more complexity in malt um biggest issue though really is that tartness uh, so I worry worry about that. I think it's it's not necessarily an infection. It, it seems more about a pH thing with me. Um, and you know, watch the pH th- throughout the brewing process. But I would really look at you know your your mash pH uh, for uh, for a dark beer. You know where, where are you starting at there and in, in, in pH and, and and going down from there. Um, so I don't like I said not infected. Uh, enjoy the beer. I wish you know like I said a little more malt complexity, a little bit bigger. But the biggest the biggest flaw for me is that that tartness seems a little bit out of you know a little bit out of style there. And uh, I would just like I said watch watch the pH. I've seen dark beers go go that direction at, in a period of time where, you know, if your mash pH is 5.2 or something like that, uh, over time they could, you know, just drop into the range where there's a little bit of tartness there, maybe even lower in the mash pH. Gave it a 26 out of 50. Uh, like I said, that's it's still, still a good beer, tasty beer, just I'd, I'd watch the uh, the tartness. All right. Very good. Brian. Yeah. Go ahead, please, buddy. Oh, thank you. I agree with um, a lot of what Keith said there. It's got a nice, rich, multi-aroma. Um uh, with some nutty and caramelly notes alongside there's kind of an odd fruity maybe sharp raisiny note in there kind of almost like a little leathery or just some, there's something odd in there that i'm having a little trouble getting at what putting a descriptor to it but um there's definitely no hop uh here it's not not a hoppy beer faint darker malt character um getting a hint of a light tart acidic quality as well and uh just you know kind of faint alcohol only in the nose uh, it's a 
nice reddish brown. It's a really beautiful color, uh, very good clarity, and a nice, nice um, kind of reddish highlights to it. Uh, a well-formed head, uh, it's kind of light tan, and uh, has kind of a moose-like consistency. Great retention. Uh, so appearance, full points. Flavor-wise, it's rich, uh, richly malty-sweet with caramel nutty, caramel nuttiness, a little treacle, and uh, a lot of dried fruit. It seems cleanly lagered, um, but it is a bit acidic, um, possibly from the malts and or uh, depending on what water you started with, it, it could just be not the right water for that, that malt profile. But it's it, it's definitely balanced to the malt, uh, very low bitterness. Um, most of the bitterness seems to be coming from the malt. There's not, not a hop at all in this. Like I'm, I yeah. hardly even commented on hops. So that, and that's fine. It's not a hoppy beer. Sharp, um, kind of reasony, pruney aftertaste. And so it kind of finishes medium on the sweetness it's not not super sweet it's not not dry uh so kind of kind of in the middle there mouthfeel wise i'm getting a medium bodied um you know it should be medium fuller or higher um for the style but it's, it seems a bit light for that so uh, i'm not getting any astringencies overall it's a really smooth beer i'm getting some smooth um some faint smooth alcohol warmth um Definitely high carbonation, too, and, and we talk about whether or not that's appropriate, but it, it, to me, I, I, I said it seemed high for the style. But um, it's not too... I mean, that, that can add... It's carbonic acid. It can add to the impression of um, mm-hmm. acidity as well. So, it you know, carbon dioxide dissolved in water is an acid. It's a weak acid, but there you go. Uh, so, yeah, just adjust the malts and uh and our water to kind of control that acidity um you know use a more alkaline water with the that many um you know rich acidic malts to kind of control that um but i would say too that you, you know overall the, you did a nice job restraining the darkest of the malts because it shouldn't be roasty it shouldn't be rich it has that kind of middle you know um leaning towards darker malt impression but it's smooth overall and and now that you mentioned some of the polish ones it does like the kind of reminiscent of like the okosim kind of really mellow malt presentation with a you know not not too bold at all not too rich and uh, maybe on a little on the lighter side alcohol wise but yeah um definitely needs a, a little bit fuller body though still and um you know work with the mash temp and the, the starting gravity a little bit i'll just maybe boost that up a little bit to increase that but it was a very good beer. I gave it uh, 30 out of 50, and uh, it's very drinkable. Just some little odd little quirks to it that's like, it's, you know, it needs a little a little bit of work yet, I'd say, still. But it's a very pleasant drinking beer. So. Okay. Thank you. Very good. All right, Mike. So you're saying this is a, a Polish version of a, a Baltic porter? Yeah, it's trying to be on more of that size. So like the Zurich or like a beer. So the cheap go to Bevmo. It's like $4 for a, you know, 9% Baltic porter. <laughs> yeah. That's like where you are right less now. Less than like Got $3 it. ones like that. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So and that's kind of what I'm going with. And I agree with them on that. It's like the, uh, I, th- I didn't, I know I didn't watch the uh, mash pH on that. So okay. usually with the darker beers, I'm kind of. Just an ass, and just like oh, it's, I'm using some dark malt. It's going to drop the pH. So yeah, um, that's definitely something where I think that's where the main problem with this beer was. With okay. that, um, that it does have a bit of a tartness for sure. So that's what I'm assuming with it. Yeah, do you just need to watch that in the future. Certify your sparge water or anything, or what? You- um, yeah, usually I like I usually have like a water pH meter, so I usually do both the sparge and the uh, the yeah. mash, but. I know on this one, I think I was just like, oh, it's a, it's a darker beer. 
I'm just going to go with good, the Concord yeah. water. Yeah, yeah. usually. Um, I'm used to that with like Imperial Stouts and stuff. We're usually on the safe side. Yeah, Concord water is real good like for that. that. Yeah, <laughs> should have been fine. Yeah. So, um, so who knows with that though? I didn't take good notes on this one. Okay. Like, kind of just uh, threw like got it done and um, so that's the busted it up. That. So I have to wash next time. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that it's a pH issue? It feels like that to me. Like that, it doesn't feel like an infection. And, no. and you know, I deal with that. San Francisco water in general, it, it does vary, but there, it tends to be, uh, you know, pretty, you know, pretty low in, in total mineral content at all. So any kind of dark beer you make, the pH sort of drops. So there, you have to look for ways to to raise the alkalinity of the water. And and some of the things I I do, like I, you know, hey, let me. Uh, let me add some pickling lime, and I felt like you know I feel like that doesn't at least the pickling lime I had doesn't really seem to do a very good job of that. Um, the other uh, you know option is to add baking soda, which then adds some salt to the beer. But a beer like this, I think that's a, not a, necessarily a bad thing because it adds a little maltiness, and that's kind of what you want in this beer. Um, then the other option is to add. Um, uh, calcium carbonate, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really—it's uh, not really doesn't really necessarily dissolve well. And then there's options yeah. of like, hey, put it in a seltzer bottle, shake it up, uh, keep it in solution, and then pour that in. And then you have to calculate how much cold water is going to add to the beer. A lot of different different <laughs> things. So I tend to try to use all three of those things when I'm doing darker beers, just to, to get where I want to be. And then if I need to go a little bit higher, I'll use baking soda to, to bump it up even a little bit more. But I try to keep the salt content down. <laughs> I am speaking hot seltzer. really fast right now. Um, but, yeah, like a uh, hot seltzer would – I don't know if it would dissolve so well. <laughs> You'd in, open in it and it would just go yeah. – Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, I know there's lots of different options there, but it really depends on your water and where where you are and all that sort of stuff. But I, mm. I think it is it is something to watch uh, for beers like this. And how, how old is this beer, by the way? Um, I brewed it in October 2017, so okay. it's fairly still young. Okay. I think okay. another one of the weird quirks is I did use a special bee in it. Okay. Um, so that might have got the weird quirk fruitiness. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah, we get the malt bill yet? What was it? Um, it was a, it is a 10 gallon batch. I'll just do by percent. Yeah, so it was sure. a 44% Vienna malt, uh, 44% Munich one, 2.9% special B, 2.9% crystal 60, 1.8% carafa two, 2.9% victory malt, and then 1.5% chocolate malt. Cool. And what was the uh, yeast yeast strain? So this one was a weird one. So I did. I don't, I usually don't do stars for loggers. I'll just pitch a bunch of uh, it tends to be dry yeast packs. So I pretty much just bought out Concord More Beers dry <laughs> lager yeast packs. So hey, I got about, I did it through the uh, I did it through uh, Brew Friends yeast calculator. It came out to like. It was about ten. It was about ten like dry lager yeast packs I needed, <laughs> so I just balled out on that and <laughs> you know did it that way. And so um, it hasn't. Pro- it's like it's more. It's more much more expensive. But I've always had clean loggers. You like kind of doing time. that process. <laughs> yeah, you don't make so it's, I, yeah, I know it's kind of just like uh, I'm always worried about it because um, I sometimes have like sour kegs, and the only way I can like. Keep kind of the uh, the starter cool on uh, the cooler temperatures. Be putting into my uh, keyser, so and bumping up the temp. So I just do I just fall out on the yeast. <laughs> so, yeah, man, yeah. it's a good way to do it. Another question: How do you like working at the Hop Grenade? 
Oh, it's they're bombing. not listening. Oh, I know, I know. No, it's <laughs> it's it's a blast. It's definitely it's always something, you know. Yeah. I've seen people piss themselves in here. I've seen you know I've seen uh, Brian just people yeah. getting getting rowdy. It's a, there's a lot of good things. Fights over girls. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, like, it's not too bad. I like you know the service here tend to know their beers, and I I do appreciate that. It's like they'll definitely give you an opinion if you ask for one. Sure. Sometimes whether whether or not you ask for one. Why did I think this beer was was consecration? To me, it tastes it tastes black currant and that tart. And was I totally high? Well, it's got some acidity to it. Yeah, and it has some of the some you know some of the same flavors, but uh, it's not nearly sour enough, and it's. Yeah. No, I mean I don't really like consecration, so I don't know. Consecration really care, is but... a pretty strong sour too, so yeah. it's gonna be close to alcohol. Well wise. yeah, but... Well that's a compliment. <laughs> well the consecration will have a bit of oakiness too. Like yeah. I know yeah. the one I did, like I have oakiness in there, so it's like if I had tasted okay. that I've been like, losing my I mean I look I knew it wasn't <laughs> I knew shit. it wasn't like the commercial version, right? But it, t- it to me it tastes like a homebrew sour ale. So but you're saying it's pH, but I'm wondering maybe if there's some kind of cross contamination going on. With the sour projects, I, I, I don't really no. get that. No, no okay. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it's sour enough. Or it's pH. It's pH. I think it's pH derived. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe we're wrong. Maybe it is a little bit of lacto. I don't. I just don't really get that. I don't really feel like that's what it is. Although okay. you know, even in the nose, like it's kind of weird. They always talk about like you can't smell lacto in the nose at all. But even the nose, like before I even tasted this beer, I could tell that it was it was tart. It's gonna be tart. Yeah. yeah. I feel like with lacto too, you get that kind of yogurty flavor too, sure. or you're like yeah. oh, like yogurt brightness or something. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have any questions for uh, these homies about no, uh, about the John? Sound like they got it down. Okay. Yeah, thanks for bringing I think the other, other thing that we wanted to do after JP's last comment, sorry to interrupt, Mike, is that the show could have a, a subtitle. It'd be Dr. Homebrew, let's find a beer that JP actually likes. <laughs> yeah. That would be hard to do. I know Rainier would probably be right at the top of the list there. Yeah, but I'll tell you, I had an old Rainier when I was in Portland. I didn't like it. So, you know, there's that. So you're ruined forever now. You I'm ruined forever. Beer. Yeah. Didn't even like my hoppy chocolate rye amber beer. I didn't say that. I didn't say I didn't like it. Okay. You never asked me. What did you think of my hoppy chocolate amber rye beer? I hated it. I hated it. I think it was gross. Um, Okay, let's take a break real fast, and we're going to come back. We're going to give away a prize, and uh, then we're going to get out of here. Hang on, everybody. We'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star treatment today. 
Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, it's uh, Dr. Homebrew, Double and we're back. Time. And, um, you know, from Keith's last comment about we should find a beer that Jason really likes, uh, he pours me a beer. I go, what is it? Double IPA. Well, th- you know, come on. If the deck, to, th- if the deck is stacked against me, uh, your boy, then, uh, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Many, how many shows ago was it that I made a sort of old school uh, American pale ale? Yeah. And you judged it. And, yeah. you know, you that actually was, I actually liked made it. a beer for you pretty much. And I thought it was good. I yeah. said it was fine i would drink it yeah but i only got like half an ounce of it and it didn't wind up at my house so (laughs) what am i supposed to do for you You next time he'll bring me i like that beer do you want that you know anyway well the double ipa huh 50 percent vienna malt though so it has a little bit of a a twist on it that is gross no i'm kidding um that's fine i don't know it's pineapple and uh it's very bitter um, Resiny. There you go. As far as double IPAs go, this is good. Thanks. That makes, <laughs> that, that makes me feel better. You crushed him. Crushed his dreams. Uh, but what you're not going to crush... No, that's not this show. That's next show. <laughs> Never mind, boys. <laughs> Almost GP's read nuts. the wrong John. Uh, okay, let's give away... Let's give away some things here. We have a $40 gift certificate to uh, to uh, Grog Tag, the $40, at least your beer will look good, gift certificate, and that goes to the lower scoring, because Actually, that's the joke, right? The uh, At least your beer will look good. Yeah. If, it can't, if it can't win a weird contest like Dr. Homebrew, at least it'll look good. What can it win? What can, it can oh. win a $40 gift certificate to grogtag.com. Keith, why don't you do the honors, please? Who won? No, oh, whatever. I can't do. Yeah, it doesn't come across well yeah. on the microphone. Yeah, anyway. it's not good. Uh, Mike, me. you won the uh, grog. There we go. Oh, yeah, good job, it. Mike. Good Get job. Get a metal beer sign for your, your place. <laughs> I'm always good. the only one who claps. No, you, well, but no one cares if you did it. <laughs> okay, just, just, you know, put that over the... Uh, I'll have an email. Edit it in. Folks That's at Grog Tag will email you. I see you all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, you got it. that gift certificate? Man, I got <laughs> you. Don't worry about no. it. Cut off until I get that shit. <laughs> yeah. so do you, do you normally give I away? I would be okay with it. What? I'm starting to wonder if you actually give away these gifts ever. <laughs> no, I totally like... do. <laughs> I totally do. Uh, speaking of gifts, uh, it is registration time for HomebrewCon. So go to the website and register. Mm-hmm. Re- uh, registration's open. Yeah. Check it out. We'll be there. The uh, the Brewing Network will be there. Are you two going? I'm going, yeah. It's I'm in reserved. sunny Portland. I think I got the last hotel room at the, the uh, main. The Already? Sorry. 
Man, I was going to register yesterday, but my wife didn't come until midnight. There's lots yeah. of other... Yeah. 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 It was probably around midnight when I reserved it. I was like, uh, oh, well, I was so how are we on hotel room? soon. Nobody Rooms has sent me anything yet. Uh, where, where is it? Do we know where? Like, what, I know where. In, I know it's in Portland, but Portland. Northeast. Where? Like I literally center. just said I know it's in Portland. Airbnb, Doctor Homebrew. It's northeast. Right off, uh, MLK Northeast. It's like by the. It's the convention center near Lloyd Center. Isn't everything off of MLK bad? Like, isn't that a yeah. thing? Like no, everything on MLK is bad. <laughs> everything <laughs> off MLK is you know oh. okay. There, there are bad areas of Portland. I didn't. I've been there three or four times, but yeah. I guess I've lived in other places. You'll that be are, okay. And that are worse. worse. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. I'm like Portland just seems pretty. Like the bad areas seem pretty tame to me. Yeah. yeah. No, Portland's I live in San Francisco. Cool. So yeah. yeah. There's uh, two tiki bars, but I'm telling you, we'll go to the Alibi. Girl, it's been around it's since the 40s. It and it looks it. And, and now us? that I hear that we can order freaking hotel rooms, I should probably get on that. You should probably get on that. There's a couple other hotels that are closer than that, that still have rooms, I think. So, Well, check it out, uh, Bev. We're here. We'll talk after the thing, because uh, if it's a Marriott, I think we can get a deal. Um, okay, everybody, we are going to get out of here. Thank you to Ron and Mike for showing up and bringing some beers and sitting through all this mess. Appreciate thanks for it. having us. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh, and thanks to you guys for listening to the show. If you're listening live, hang on for a little bit, and uh, we'll be back with another show. Um, and if you're listening at home or in the car or, you know, Chopping wood. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is that you do. Uh, just go to the next show. Uh, until then, we will see you guys uh, maybe at HomebrewCon. Hopefully at HomebrewCon. Come check us out. And uh, yeah, take it easy.